0: Well, we are in week three of our series. Prototype. Are you guys enjoying this so far? Yeah, Amen. Listen, I, I believe again. This is we, we need to keep in mind that we we are to to look back at, at the at the early church and the way they done things and, and realize that hey, what they done was good, and we need to keep that in mind. But we also need to realize that we don't need to stay just where they're at. We need to go beyond that because that's what Jesus would have wanted for us. And, and Jesus, matter of fact, said so much, he said, "Hey, you'll do more than I did, you know, and so God's not done with us, He's still evolving us, He's still pushing us on let's we'll, we'll start living like that. I've entitled this sermon Boosted Confidence." Now you could you like the little rocket there, yeah we're we're, we're going out out of space. I'm, I know it's a dad joke, it's terrible, right? We're going out of this world with it um Let me. What what do you guys have confidence in? Now, some of you might listen. If you're parents, you might say, "I've got confidence that my kid has not cleaned their room." <laughs> I, I, if you've ever been in teen ministry, you probably say, "I've got confidence that not everybody on the bus has showered the night before. <laughs> it's going to be bad." Um, if you. You might have confidence that tomorrow you're going to get up and, and you got work tomorrow, you know. That the, it's going to be Monday tomorrow. I know some of y'all going. Why do you, why'd you have to remind me? You might have confidence that when you call somebody, they will answer, or maybe they won't. I don't know. You ever hear that? If you had a million dollars to call somebody that wouldn't answer, who would you call? I mean, I mean, I, I know people they're just terrible about not answering their phone. They'll eventually get back to you. what do you have confidence in? Like, like really strong confidence. Well, like, and, and if you, to have strong confidence, strong if you don't re- recognize this, confidence is like another sim- synonym for faith. What do you have like really strong faith in? What, and, 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 and let me ask you this. Are you at a place where maybe your confidence needs a little bit of boosting? Today, we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, and if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to be in, again, we're going to be in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we're going to go backwards. Last week, we were we were in chapter 3, but we're going, we're going to still be in 3, but we're going to go backwards a little bit than where we were at before. We're going to read 1 through 10, and and I told Matthew this morning, I, I don't know, like, God was working on me the whole way over here. Um I don't know if I'm going to actually preach all the way through 10. (laughs) I'm going to read it anyway, but I I really don't know if I'm going to preach all the way through verse 10. I think we may make it to like 5 or 6 this morning at best. I don't know, because I love you guys, and I I don't want to keep you all day. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. God's good, right? Amen. Amen. If you can... Willing, able, would you stand for the reading of God's Word? First Thessalonians chapter three verse one. You there, say amen. 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 Therefore, when we could endure it no longer, we thought it best to leave behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy our brother and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ to strengthen, encourage you as to your faith so that no one would be disturbed by these afflictions for you yourselves know that we have been destined for this for indeed when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction and so it came to pass as you know. And for this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith for fear that the tempter might have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to you, or come to us from you, and has brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us just as we long to see you, for this reason, brethren, in all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. For now, we really live. If you stand firm in the Lord, for what thanks can we render to God for you in return for all the joy with which we rejoice before our God on your account? And as we, as we night and day keep praying most earnestly that we may see your face and may complete what is lacking in your faith. Let's pray. My God, Lord, as we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, your presence is here. Father, your presence was in in my room when I woke up. It was in the car all the way over here. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that speaks and moves. But, Lord, I ask now not for, 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 for that to stop, but, Lord, for, just to, for that to continue, Lord, for an increase in it, God. Lord, that it, it move not just into me, but, Lord, into every ear that's, that's under the sound of my voice right now. Father, move. Speak, God. Speak through your words. Speak through me. Hide me behind your cross, God. Lord, let us focus on, on hearing what you have to say, God, and let us be receiving of whatever that is. Moving our lives, we ask in the name of Jesus, Amen. You may be seated. So, uh, so the dictionary, real quick, I, I define this. I sort of already said it's a synonym for faith, but the dictionary defined confidence. Is, is something you can stand on. Now, listen, I'm standing on this stage. Whoever built this has you know, done a pretty good job. Some, some of y'all might have been in this church long enough to actually know who built it. But this is, I mean, it's, you need something to stand on. You need something that no matter when, when, when the wind blows, when the storms come, when everything doesn't look like you think it should look, you need something to stand on, Amen. We, we do. We, we've got we to have solid ground, solid footing. Uh, and, and, and I can tell you right now, spoiler alert, it's Jesus. It really is. But that's not really where we're going to just, I'm not, okay, you're dismissed. Jesus, as your confidence. Go home. No, that's not, <laughs> let's go a little bit deeper than that. For the church of Thessalonians and for Paul, this is how they, they, they boosted their faith and confidence. Now, Paul could not be with the people. I've told you early on, anytime you see a therefore in Scripture, sometimes what do you do? You've got to go back and see what it was there for. What was going on, it, it, Paul was under great persecution, not just by the Gentiles, but by the Jewish people. And, I mean, he had been beaten, he had been stoned. He had to leave. Had to leave the area. And he says, so therefore when we could endure it no longer i mean this i mean he was at a point of, of physical death but his heart and his spirit still longed for the people we need a heart and a spirit that still longed for the people to hear the gospel by the way we could endure it no longer we thought it best to leave leave behind I, I, I want you to get this real quick. What did he do? He said, We sent Timothy, our brother, and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith. Hmm. You know, got a cute few couple points here for this little verse. The first one is this. If you can, pull that verse up, please. set Verse 2. The first point is this. Far too often, and I mean far too often, we kind of think it's, it's our job to do like a specific something. And we don't trust somebody else to be able to do it. I can't tell you the times in ministry that I've seen other people never let anyone else uh, be part of their ministry because they think it's their ministry. It's not your ministry to begin with. It's God's ministry. Listen, I'm not the one that can do the saving. I'm not the one that can clean people up. And and by the way, it's a whole lot more than the preacher that, that, that does the preaching and the ministering. If you're not out ministering, then you're missing it. Paul couldn't do it. He absolutely couldn't. I bet you there's people in your life that you know you can't reach. I bet there's people in your life that you might have tried to reach and they're just not having it. They're not hearing it. Well, my brother was alive. That was my prayer. Like, I, I didn't matter how much I prayed prayed for my brother. didn't matter how much I, I, I talked to my brother. He was lost as his loss could be. And, and, and no matter what I said to him, there was this big, giant wall in front of his ear. Whenever my voice come out, it just never entered his brain, never got to his heart. And I just began to pray, like, God, would you, Lord, if you're not going to put, if you're, if you're not going to give me the words to say, would you put somebody in his life, It's never always about, i got good news for you, it's not all always about you. It's really not. It doesn't just have to be you that, that, that leads someone to Christ. It doesn't always just have to be the preacher that leads somebody to Christ. There's going to be people... When when Jamie comes, and he may may try to love on them, he might try to preach to them, and everything like that, and and they may not want to hear hear it come out of his mouth, but when they hear it come out of your mouth, if you're in a ministry, and you seem to be kind of stuck, maybe maybe the problem is, as you're holding on to that ministry so tight, you're not letting anybody else into it. If you're teaching, if you're trying to lead, if you're trying to do... This is a church family, amen? And, and, and families don't always get along the, the, the greatest. Just being honest. Kids are agreeing with me. Listen, you, 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 want, you want to know what's going on in a, in, a, in a household? Just ask the kids for prayer requests. <laughs> amen? And sometimes we get stuck with this ideal, and Paul, we get, this, is a, this is a simple principle that we get from Paul. Paul could not be with them. He could not. And so what he do? He sent his brother. Sometimes, sometimes we've got to be willing to ask other people to help. If you're not reaching somebody, won't you send them to someone that would affirm everything you've already been saying? Faith and confidence come from knowing Jesus, not from knowing Paul. Paul realized that hey, it doesn't. It's not just. It's not my message to begin with. No matter how hard you try. It may not be up to you to lead someone else to God. There are times it's important to let others hear, hear you, but we as a church, we have to let others, others speak and affirm everything you've already been saying. Sometimes, on the other side of that, you've got to be Timothy. Timothy. You've got to be willing to be Timothy. You can't always just sit on the sidelines. Listen, could you imagine if, if, if when Paul said, "Hey Timothy, listen, man, I've got these people. Like my heart just really hurts for them." Timothy's like, ah, "I'm really busy right now, Paul. I don't want to go see them." I mean. Do you imagine what, what what how that would have changed history? I don't know about that, man. I'm I'm busy fishing or I'm in my studies. I'm doing whatever. I don't know what he had done back then. Fishing. I'm watching the game. I'm. Do you, you have any idea how much yard work I've got? You know how you know how big my honeydew list is. Tiff's not here. It's pretty big. <laughs> it's gathering. We have got to, we've got to set in our minds to be Timothy from time to time. We've got to set in our minds that, that we need to, to, to go when we see others need help. We can go and we can boost someone's confidence and we can boost somebody's faith By coming alongside someone that's already in working and maybe they're not able to get it done on their own. Which, by the way, you're never meant to walk this walk alone. You're not. I cannot do this alone. You can't do this alone. You cannot walk the Christian faith and actually walk it out if you're going to try to be an island and be by yourself. We're not meant to do it. I know we can't because Jesus didn't create us that way. And when we hold on to things, what it does is it reveals it, what it does is it reveals our lack, our lack of confidence in God's ability to move without us. But when we let go and we believe, hey, listen, God, God doesn't need me to move. I can send Timothy. I can send Rick to go. You know what I'm saying? I can send somebody else to go, and 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 I can trust that God can move through them. Who in here, quick show, quick show of hand. who in here is involved in some type of ministry in this church? Now, say this out loud. It's not my ministry. It's God's. By the way, anybody who didn't raise your hand, if you pray for this church, you're involved in a ministry in this church. And if you and if you can still say that I don't do that, well, today's the day. <laughs> I want to be like Paul and trust God that, and it's never about me anyway. My former pastor. Tim Parson, I I can say this out loud quite a bit because I used to say it to him all the time. He was a bit of a... He had OCD bad. He'd openly admit to it. But because of his OCD, it kind of made him a bit of a control freak. So he'd have all these great ideas about ministry. Guy was brilliant. Could come up with some great ideas about ministry. But what what... one of the things that always held him back was he never he, he struggled so bad to ever let go of those ministries. And what happens is is, you get so many things going on, you're only giving each ministry a, a percentage of you. Because you can't give percent 100 percent of the time. You, you just can't. You eventually, something, something has to be sacrificed. And Tim, Tim always had such high expectations of, of how he would want it done. It would miss out on two things. It would miss out, one, it would miss out on the ability for other people to step up and do God's work. Nobody wants to hinder someone else doing God's work, amen? I don't. It would hinder, two, his ability to rest, It also kind of hindered his faith and growing people up. A lot of people think, "Oh, well, that only happens in like you know upper level leadership in the church." That's not the truth. That can happen even in here. You could be at a point in your and your ministry where it's. Maybe God's been telling you to let go of something and move on to something else, but you don't ever want to let go of it because you're afraid it won't get done. But when you get to that point, what you do, what you're doing in some ways is you're having lack of confidence in God's ability to move without you. God doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He wants you. He wants you. And he wants someone else to carry the mantle. And it can become a place inside of us. And what happens is suddenly that thing that we're doing becomes our idol. I don't know who this is for because it's not in my notes. But if you want to boost your confidence and your faith in God. Learn to do like Paul did and learn to let go. And on the flip side of that coin. Learn to be like Timothy was and answer the call that Paul gave him. So there might be someone in here that that needs to let go of a ministry, but there might also be somebody in here that needs to step up to a ministry they've been asked to do. Verses 3 and 4 read like this. So that no one would be disturbed by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we have been destined for this. For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction, so it came to pass, as you know. I want you to get this real quick. Another way that you can boost your confidence in this faith, in this walk with Jesus Christ, is know that you are destined for persecution. What? What? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you to, to prosper you, and all these all right. you are destined, you're, you're, you're destined for, for some type of persecution. Now listen, again, like I was saying to I was saying this morning, persecution now here in America, Somersville, Kentucky, does not look like it looked back then. It just don't. They were persecuted literally with their lives. I mean life and death no longer breathing now the thing is our persecution we're persecuted socially we might be persecuted in our jobs I don't I don't know about that guy he don't like work on Sundays Can't really hang out with, uh, can't really hang out, uh, with, with them because uh, they don't like to drink. Every time they come around, they, they kind of frown when we start telling dirty jokes. Sure, we are persecuted to an extent. But the, the reality is you have to know that, that the persecutions are, are, are more of the mind in, in, in today's world. And and the thing is, if you know that the persecutions are coming, if you know who they're coming from, then you can have some confidence. Jesus was clear that people don't hate you, they just hate him. And it's not really that they hate him, they hate the spirit, they hate the things that might confront the worldly lives that they're living in. And that makes them confront themselves, and it shines a big shiny mirror right in front of them, and they have to look at the ugliness that they're really living in. Luke 22:31, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded, He's begged permission to sift you like wheat. Don't you think for a second that when you're under attack that Satan hasn't hasn't went to God and started saying, "Hey, that one right there. I listen, let me go get him. Come on. His faith isn't that good. Their faith isn't that good in anyway. Let me show you how, how strong their faith is. Let me put some affliction on them. Come on, God. And it's not that God actually puts the affliction. All God has to do is take his hand of blessing off of you for just a little bit. That that word demanded, it's it's like he, he literally, Satan was like on his knees and he's begging God like, God, please, please let me get him. He's begging him. He's begging God. And sometimes God just says, no, no, that's my kid. You're not touching him. Praise the Lord for that. Which are problems, by the way, are sometimes because we're out, of, we're out of a pathway of obedience. But I got good news. <laughs> Luke twenty-two thirty-two says this. Satan may have came and he might have been begging for the you and all this other thing, but he says like this, I have prayed for you. This is Jesus talking. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And and you, when once you have turned again, once you strengthen your brothers, we may come under attack and we need to know where the attack is coming from. We need to know that, hey, this is listen. This is a spiritual attack causing earthly problems, and and, and we come under spiritual attacks. When you begin to move God's kingdom, when you begin to do kingdom work, you will come under attack. You will. That is a persecution I 1,000% will tell you right now you will deal with. Satan will attack you. He will attack your family. He'll attack the people that you work with, the people that you love, because if he can't get to you, he's going to try to get to everybody else. But we can rest and know and have a boost of confidence in knowing that this, right here, this verse that says, Jesus is praying for you. He says, Your faith, I pray for you that your faith may not fail. And by the way when your faith hasn't failed I want you to do what we've been talking about I want you to turn around and strengthen your brothers Because if you've got a faith that can't fail the reality is there must be an oxy- there must be something in there where it says hey somebody does have faith that's failing I bet you, if you look beside you, if you look enough in this room, you can see somebody that's went through some things, went through some circumstances in their life that that have been so great, have been so tragic, have been so severe, you're going, man, I bet at some point their faith began to fail. Now, I want you to look at those same people and ask yourself this, did you take time to strengthen them? Now look at the same people, not in this room, but in your own life, the ones that God's revealing in your heart. Because if you've got faith that doesn't fail, if you're not going through the persecution, it's our job to lift up everyone else. To be this prototype church, to be this model church, to be what God's called us to be. I want a faith that doesn't fail, but I need to know. I need to know that God is praying for me, and God loves me, and He's good. And I've got. I need to have these like solid foundations. There's this confidence. I've got to have confidence in this. And if I I lose my confidence in this, what what else? What hope do I have? You know. And if I miss that, I need, I need one of you to come alongside and say, Hey, listen, man, I know things may look bad right now. But the God that I serve, let me tell you about the thing that he got me through. I say this all the time. God didn't save you for you. God gets us through these things. I believe that wholeheartedly. I could I could sit here for the rest of the week nonstop telling you stories of how God's gotten me through things and life and circumstances that are just, I could just testify of God's goodness. And if we all look deep inside of us, we all had those same stories and testimonies even before we came to faith by the way that's called god's prevenient grace the grace that, that goes before you that, that 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 leads you to him that that's that's wooing you towards him it's it's been in your life since the beginning see the trials aren't by accident Texts from the enemy are not accidents. See, uh, if, if you follow me on Facebook, I posted this today, and I and it, like God told me, like, "Hey, the enemy may have a plan, but God's got a promise. The enemy may have a plan, may have this whole whole thing set out in his mind that he's going to do this, this, and this to you, and that's going to cause your faith to shake. But you can you can stand on God's promises, and that should boost your faith. That should stand that like. Stand on these promises and know that throughout history, throughout all of history, God's promises have never failed. And if they haven't failed before now, what makes you think that you're so important that you can make them fail? That's a heck of a thought, isn't it? I'm really not that important. You haven't noticed I'm I'm a little short guy. I didn't grow up with a whole lot of confidence. Man, I've got confidence in a really big God. I mean, Lord Jesus, I'm up here This wasn't the first thing I thought about is what God would want me to do. But I got confidence. I got faith. I need you all to hear this and I don't I again I don't know who needs to hear this, but whatever it is that you're you're holding on to You don't have to hold on to it if God's telling you to let go of it. And whatever it is God's telling you to do, just do it if God's telling you to do it.